0: Hey everyone, welcome to Mission Gathering Online. I want to talk today about a word that is a little bit churchy. In Galatians 5, it talks about a fruit of the Spirit, which means like when you are connected to God within you, then what naturally comes out of you and flows through you is, uh, Galatians says, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And everyone pretty much knows what all of those words are, except one that has a churchier edge to it. Everyone usually knows what love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control are like. But faithfulness, thats definitely has some religious overtones. So sometimes it helps me to take the churchiness out of church words to understand them a little better. So we're going to try to do that today. And when we look at the word that's translated as faithfulness or faith, when it's used outside the Bible in ancient Greek 2,000 years ago, the Greek word meant reliable. So if I were to say, like, do you know any faithful mechanics I can count on? That doesn't mean do you know any Christian mechanics. That doesn't mean do you know any religious mechanics. It would have meant do you know anyone reliable? that I can trust. So to be faithful was to be reliable, trustworthy, or like dependable. When you buy a product, you trust that the company will be reliable, or what the Greeks would say, the word for faithful. This past week, Trader Joe's recalled several products uh, because rocks were found in them. There was an ice cream brand a couple weeks ago that was recalled because pieces of ink pens were found inside the ice cream. When you find an ink pen or a rock in your food, our trust in companies begins to erode, or what they would have said in the Greek, that word, our faith in them begins to erode. And when we vote for a politician, we try to figure out who is the most reliable, trustworthy, and sometimes we miss the mark. George Santos was famous the past few months for lying to the public about his mother surviving 9-11, his family being Holocaust survivors, and even producing a Broadway show. So we began to question his reliability, or the word the translators of the Bible use, we begin to question his faithfulness. So when we read the Bible and we see the word uh, faith, faithfulness, believe, all of those are translated from the same word. It's about reliability. And this is kind of a different understanding of faith than what I grew up with. If if you're not familiar with uh, myself and Mission Gathering, I grew up in kind of the evangelical world of the 90s, of purity culture and uh, end times rapture scares with the Left Behind series and all of that good stuff. Uh, So lots of youth group experiences where I learned a lot of uh, theology from. Um, and for us, being faithful meant believing in God no matter what. Believing God exists, believing Jesus is Lord. Uh, to be faithful meant to read my Bible consistently uh, and to honor the Bible. Um, you know, we were discouraged in our youth group from putting the Bible on the floor. Uh, to be faithful was to go to church regularly um, And also, being faithful was to avoid things that would cause me to stray from the faith or cause me to lose faith or lose belief. Um, Like in the 90s, it was, you know, certain R-rated movies or certain political views, certain um, secular music could cause us to stray from the faith. The Beatles were safe because they weren't too rocky and my parents liked them. So we had kind of selective views of what would cause us to lose our faith. And in the 90s, I was in middle school when the Columbine School Massacre took place. And a story circulated from that horrible event that the shooter had asked a girl if she was a Christian. And she said yes, and she was then shot because of her answer. And the Christian world that I was a part of was just praised her for her faithfulness. And the story has now been proven as false and inaccurate Based on 911 recordings that we have. But then our youth group leaders kind of took that situation, that scenario, and applied it to us. They asked us if someone held a gun to your head and asked you if you were a Christian, would you, they said, be faithful and say yes? Or would you be unfaithful and say no? So, is that what it means to be faithful? Faith and belief are often seen as the same, and it doesn't help. It only adds to the confusion that Bible translators uh, take one Greek word and turn it into several English words believe, faith, faithfulness. And there was a part of my upbringing in that evangelical culture that I am incredibly grateful for, and that was uh, the idea that having a connection to God, a relationship with God, was really important and valuable. But alongside that value was having the correct ideas about God in the Bible, having the correct theology about God in the Bible. The enemies of God were not just non-Christians, it was even Christians who had what we saw as bad theology, wrong theology. We were the ones who were right. And that was part of what it meant to be faithful, was to have the correct thinking about God, the correct theology. So do I have the correct thinking about God? And am I willing to say I'm a Christian no matter what? That was faithfulness. There's a story in Luke 8 about this idea of faith and belief. And Jesus is on the way to heal a girl who had died, and the crowd was following him. And a woman in the crowd had been bleeding for 12 years, meaning she was ritually unclean. She would have been excluded from her church community for that 12 years. And it says that she had spent everything that she owned, her life savings on health care and uh, to no avail. So they did not have universal health care back then either. So she was poor and she was excluded from the community. And she reaches out, she touches the bottom of Jesus' clothes and she's healed. And Jesus tells her, your faith has saved you. And then Jesus goes to the girl who had died And in the house was a synagogue leader, a church leader, who told the parents, stop bothering Jesus. Your daughter is dead. There's nothing we can do about that. And Jesus tells the parents, don't be afraid. Just believe. And then he brings the girl back from the dead. And the words in that passage, translated just believe, and your faith has healed you, are the same Greek word. But is Jesus saying, that all it takes is to think that Jesus is Lord, to believe that Jesus is real, who he says he is. Well, we are already at the end of August, and I walked into Target the other day, and they already have fall stuff where pumpkin spice is about to explode all over the place. And I love fall, and I love... Uh, Winter, I hate the winters here, but I also love them. There's something really kind of magical about them. I love Christmas when it's cold and rainy out. There's something magical. And one of my favorite holiday movies is Elf with Will Ferrell. And in that movie, it's now a classic, um, came out over 20 years ago, which is crazy to think about. Um, When Santa loses his Christmas magic, it's because people stopped believing that Santa existed. And that's why he lost his power. So is Jesus saying, if you believe in me, then my Jesus magic will start working and I can heal you? Is that what faithfulness means? And I think it's really a lot deeper than that. It helps me to, if I see that word in the Bible, faith or believe or faithfulness, to replace it with trust. Because Jesus isn't saying, you have to believe I exist. He's saying, be open to me. Say yes to me. Go all in with me. Trust me with your whole self. That's faithfulness. So faith and trust really go together. I can say that I believe Kylie is my spouse. That's very different than saying, I trust her with my whole self, my whole life, and she can trust me with her whole self. And we have each other's best interests at heart And that is a much bigger deal than saying, I believe Kylie's my spouse. Yeah, I believe we're married. So faith is not the certainty in what God is like and what the Bible says. Faith is a willingness to trust, to go all in on the idea of love. When we have no idea what to think about God or the Bible. To trust that love is the best way. A biblical scholar, Dr. Peter Enns, he was influential in my kind of changing views over the years. Um, He's host of a podcast called The Bible for Normal People, and he says this, believing that God is X, Y, or Z has its place, but it's so easy even a demon can do it. There he quotes James, the brother of Jesus. Even the demons say, I believe Jesus is Lord. So Peter N. says, moving from your head, thinking certain things about God, to your whole self, where your belief is all in, where you trust God, that is something else entirely. James, the brother of Jesus, in the same letter he wrote where he says that even the demons believe, he says that faith without works is dead, which faith is more than um, intellectual belief. It requires a trust that impacts how we live our day-to-day lives, how we treat people, how we respond to people, how we treat ourselves, our behavior. Faith without works is dead because they go hand in hand. You can't have faith without living it out in how we live and how we talk and how we act. Father Richard Rohr says that faith is not an affirmation of a creed or an intellectual acceptance of God, or believing certain doctrines to be true, although these things might well be good. He says, "...such intellectual assent does not usually change your heart or your lifestyle. God refuses to be known intellectually. God can only be loved and known in the act of love." And he says, "Love is like a living organism." Organiz- he says, "Love is like a living organism, an active force field upon which we can rely, from which we can draw, and which we can allow to pass through us." And I believe that that's what uh, we're, we're talking about when we say the spirit lives through us." And Father War says, "I'm afraid you can believe doctrines like the virgin birth and biblical inerrancy and the presence of God and the bread and wine. To be true and not enjoy such a radical confidence in love or God at all. To be faithful, I believe, is to reliably choose love even when it makes no sense. A lot of ways it's easier to just believe the right theology about God. It's a lot easier to do that than respond to someone in love who's hurt you. So to be faithful, Means that you can be relied on to love. You can be relied on to live like Jesus. If you are faithful, you are reliable. God can rely on you to choose love. So be, to be faithful means that when people choose to exclude, when the church chooses to exclude, God can rely on you to include those that the world excludes the marginalized, the poor, the queer. When people choose to hate, when the world chooses to hate, to be faithful means that God can rely on you to love instead of hate. When people are afraid and choose fear, that God can rely on you, you are faithful, God can rely on you to offer hope and comfort. When people say, don't even try, just like the synagogue leader said to Jesus, don't even try, it's hopeless you can be faithful, you can be relied on to try anyway, to love anyway, to offer healing and hope anyway. One of my heroes is Mr. Fred Rogers. He said, it's not the honors and the prizes and the fancy outsides of life which ultimately nourish our souls. It's the knowing that we can be trusted, faithful that we never have to fear the truth, that the bedrock of our very being is good stuff. Who you are at your core is good stuff. The Spirit of God in you, trustworthy, faithful, loving. The end of every show, Mr. Rogers would look at the camera and say to the children on the other side of that TV screen, the children who were dealing with fear and insecurity, trouble at home, trouble at school. He would say to them, you always make each day a special day. You know how, by just being you. And there's only one person in the whole world that's like you, and that's you. And I like you just the way you are. And I think that's God's message to us and to you, that you can be trusted to be your true self, to love. You can be relied on to offer hope, to show what patience looks like, what compassion looks like. Because who you are at your core is love, is the spirit of God, is good. May you go in peace, go be faithful. I hope you have a great week.